This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Friday. Now, I used to turn on the party lights on Friday nights. However, since the cop shootings be, uh, began again in earnest earlier this year, I've decided it's not a party in the USA. And we don't have the party lights on. Uh, I have avoided talking about incidents of police brutality for most of this week. Unfortunately, tonight's show... That's not going to be the case. We're going to catch up on several of the instances. One in New Orleans is particularly appalling. Plus updates on the Kim Potter case. Kyle Rittenhouse was in court today. And the girl we talked to, we watched the video of her escape from a would-be kidnapper. Apparently, she used a tactic that she learned on Law & Order SVU. She she was on uh, Good Morning America or the Today Show. One of those. We're going to actually hear from that little girl. That's super cool. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did a story about a, a school bus driver that got hijacked by a soldier in South Carolina. Uh, that school bus driver has spoke out. We're going to hear from him. A rather egregious instance of police brutality coming out of Tennessee. It might have been corrections officers in a jail. Perhaps sheriff's deputies. I don't know exactly what organization. All cops are bastards. I don't know exactly which organization it was. We've got footage. It's like you're you're not going to believe what they said. Plus, we are going to wrap up the week that was in Biden. Uh, There are several stories that I didn't feel warranted being talked about throughout the week. And I'm going to lump together in one little, like, gaffa fest. Uh, A lot of the shit that the right-wingers have been playing on loop, we're going to talk about and address. Oh, also, he spoke about uh, UFOs and K-pop earlier today. We're going to hear about Joe Biden's thoughts on K-pop. I'm sure that's going to be fun. Oh, and and breaking news as we are coming on the air, it it would appear that Matt Gaetz's ex-girlfriend in the last couple of hours has agreed to cooperate with investigators Oh my God! How is Matt Gates still a congressperson? Oh, but first, first tonight, <laughs> I got into a spat this morning with a, or it might have, it might have been late last night, and and they had responded when I woke up this morning. It was this "Don't Unfriend Me" podcast. I got an ad for them on Facebook because what. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but Facebook thinks I'm a Republican. I spend all my time arguing with right-wingers, and it's, it's, 
I made a lot of friends on the local news sections, but like the local news just doesn't do it for me. I need a stronger dose of dumb fuckery to just shoot right in my fucking veins. I'm on like the Blaze. I'm on Candace Owens, TP USA. That's where I do my trolling. And it's like me against the world over on those sides. That's the way I lie. I feel like fucking Neo. I'll get 10, 15 responses back and I'll just like dodge them all and, and keep attacking. <laughs> so Facebook thinks I'm a right winger. So I get a lot of ads and and I I interact with a lot of independent content. So I get a lot of these like small to medium size right-wing podcasts recommended to me. And one of them was this Don't Unfriend Me podcast. Hold on, hold on. We're going we're gonna to watch a little piece of this. He's got some good graphics. I'll give him that. They're, uh, he probably didn't make it. Don't Unfriend Me is a new show that covers a wide range of topics for all to enjoy. Join Navy veteran Matt Spear each day with a new show that promises to be honest, straightforward, and always direct. Just don't unfriend me. Now, he's already blocked me. And Facebook is still showing me his ads. This happens numerous times. I interact with these people. They don't like what I have to say. They block me, cancel culture, immediately. (laughs) But Facebook still shows them my ads, and I've actually contacted them from, like, other accounts, because I have multiple accounts. Of course I do. I'm a troll. I've contacted them from, like, other accounts and been like, hey, you know... You should get together with other people because Facebook is still charging you guys for showing me ads even though you blocked me. Facebook is fucking you over. First of all, you paid to have me troll you, which if you were smart, you would keep letting me troll you. The more people that interact on your content, the more visible you are. So if I'm just responding over and over and over again all day... It actually helps you. You shouldn't have blocked me, but right-wingers are morons. And that's the reason why I go for the hate follows and the hate watches. It doesn't matter if you downvote my shit on YouTube. You're helping me break the algorithm. It doesn't matter if you call me an idiot on YouTube. Please, please comment on all my shit. But, like, I saw this guy, and he, he tried, I was like, oh, you're trying to play at middle of the road, but I bet you're just, you know, all fucking lefties do this, lefties do that. And that's exactly what he was. So, I, I asked him to come on today, and he said that he would. And he kept telling me to send him a link, and I was like, okay, well, here's my YouTube channel, here's my Twitch. I can send you, like, a Zoom or a, or a Discord link, you know, like, before the show gets started when I've got everybody... Because, like, I'm... This was this morning. I'm laying in bed on my fucking phone talking to this motherfucker. And he's like, send me a link, send me a link, I want to do it now. I'm like, my show is on in 12 hours, dude. I'll send you a link before the show starts. And, like, I'm a man of my word, guys. You You, you can see it right here. There is a Zoom link. I would love it if you would join me on my program as you said you would, you know, before calling me a coward and blocking me. 
So let's let's check out one of his clips here. Good evening, dummies. Episode one fifty six, Thursday, May. Good evening, 20th. dummies. Starts off by calling his audience dummies. Shit. I can tell you right now, this motherfucker is an absolute moron. This is the second time I recorded this. I had one last night. See, yeah. see. It's the second time you recorded this because you're a fucking moron. You don't know what you're doing. Software and I'm doing nothing. It's a good show, too. It was one of those shows where you're like, yeah, that was solid. That was great. And then all for naught. I hope this isn't copyrighted music this motherfucker is playing. Six to three. I was up till almost two in the morning. What the fuck is wrong with the NHL? Why would you put... Hey, if you're staying up until 2 in the morning, how are the fuck are you harassing me at, at like 7? We're not a Pacific team. I don't understand why what we... What up, Maureen? Hours, whatever. It's fine. I don't care. You're, you can, you cared enough to fucking stay up till 2 o'clock, and now you're talking about it on your show. And, Jesus. Uh, you know, he, he was great in last year's playoffs, but he just completely opened come up... Come on, come on. Give me some politics shit. To come. And... De Blasio thinking about doing a lottery for people who get the vaccine. Not a lottery to wait in line for the vaccine, Wait, but no, 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 a no. lottery it's to give away. It's the state funds. lottery. It's Cuomo. This is what I did for it's, my freaking news for Patreon followers. Money, for tomorrow, I did that story for tomorrow. Not De Blasio. De Blasio is the mayor of New York City. This dude doesn't even know what the fuck he's talking about. writer. I come up with this stuff all on my own, folks. I'll be here. Yeah, you pulled it right out of your ass. Tip your waiter. I wish I had the crabs. What are we going to talk about? Well, professors and scientists are now obviously social, socio, sociological type courses in school and psychology and social justice and women's studies. These are all woke type courses. But now science is becoming woke where you have woke. to care about animals' feelings. And that the spotted owl might feel oppressed if you call him spotted. Or her, or it. I don't want to assume the gender of that lovely, delectable little. Jesus Christ! They have one joke. Blue cheese. The spotted owl. We are four minutes into this. We will dive into it. But first, at breakfast, a man asked his wife, "What would you do, honey, if you won the lottery?" And she replied, "I would take half, and then I'd leave you." Says, "Great." I won $12 yesterday. Here's six. Stay in touch. Oh, what a funny joke. Recorded. I guess the implication is that the woman is the shitty person in that situation. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Car noises, cause we're men. This well, is a testosterone-filled show, cause we're men. Dummies are the don't unfriend me's. Barstool Sports have. Z- oh, okay. Barstools. Dummies are the don't unfriend me. Dummies. We also have dumb. Okay, that's cool. Dumbs are a special kind of. Subject. That's witty. All right, I'll give them that. Like dumb dumbs, but dummies are fantastic. They are really what keep the lights on. My name is Matthew Spear, and welcome to the Anything show. Episode 156. Into his microphone. And I am your Like a host. fucking amateur. And if this is your first time at Don't Unfriend Me, welcome. It is my first time. Don't say that, so welcome to the show. And 
if you are easily glad to be healed, I, I, I'm you. glad to I be here. A balanced. I am totally not easily offended, but apparently you are because you blocked me after just a few minutes. Now you have not responded. You said you'd be on the show here tonight. You kept harassing me for a link. I sent you a link. You you are not here, so we are watching your content. Opinion. I am a Republican, conservative. However, I have voted for Democratic. So you are a fucking moron. I have a black friend. But no, I, I, I have a black friend, he said. I'm actually an avid supporter of LGBTQ rights. I think we should just let people be whoever they want to be in their home and just don't force it down my throat, literally. Unless I'm drunk enough. Give me some Barry Manilow, some baby oil in a back row. But yet you're a Republican. What could happen? Social. You can follow me here on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Instagram. and I, I, I tried. You blocked me, motherfucker. Like, share and follow if you could right here, please, on the red envelope on YouTube. And then when you get to Facebook, do a like, follow. It really helps, folks. It, it shares the word. That is how you... Blah, grow. blah, 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 blah. It helps your profile and the people who you are friends with i've got too much to talk show. about so you could do that to fucking do any of that bombard you guys with that that's fine that's what mine's like there on the, on the, on the, on the website where you can get thing. all of my catalog my videos my podcast ah shit stop plugging yourself your pleasure Get to some content. Sometimes I slip. I hit the wrong button. I hit the Veteran Crisis Hotline, so that's why you heard it twice. For those not on video, this happens regularly. Like I said, if you're new here, get used to this. This production. Get used. Get used to this amateur hour. All right, folks. Let's get into it tonight. Pipeline issues, and we've talked about this. Ooh, pipeline. A while ago, about a year. This is that Russian pipeline that's selling. uh, Put Russia. Gas really to into Germany. a top two, if not three, superpower. I don't really yeah, know the, the details States because it's not really an important story, but right-wingers are making a big deal about overtaking it. us. And United States was a distant second. Well, Russia was coming up behind, and one of the things that would have caused this to happen was this new pipeline, which would create natural gra- gas, crude oil, oil, sending it, it, it basically energy independence for Russia before Donald is it a crude oil pipeline or is it a natural gas pipeline do you even know Trump was even office and this would create a massive influx of billions of dollars into Russia well that all stopped with Donald Trump remember the Donald Trump who was Putin's puppet who put sanctions against Russia went into Crimea and actually funded and put foreign countries and foreign um uh, a UN pressure on Russia. The sanctions alone were massive. And then what he did was something interesting with the world leaders is he went to Germany and put pressure on Germany and said, don't buy any of the oil from Russia and leaned on them heavily. Now, of course, all those countries said, oh yeah, we're not going to listen to Donald Trump. He's an American president, but they did just that. And he expressed to them that it was in their best interest not to awaken sleeping bear, so to speak. And obviously, at that point, the United States became energy independent, and we started exporting energy all over the the world. In, we became and, energy independent under Obama, by the way. Like this dude has no fucking clue what he's talking about, and he is a pussy because he's not even responded back to me. He was supposed to be here tonight. 
but he cowered out. So that is who we were talking about. I don't even remember what the fuck his name was. Don't unfriend me. He's already blocked me. All right, starting off tonight. Israel and Hamas have both claimed victory after the ceasefire that took effect last night while we were on the stream. I want to point out the way Israel was still being very antagonistic less than a day into the ceasefire. This was... I guess it would be yesterday now in Jerusalem. The Al-Aqsa Mosque. These are Israeli forces. Storming in, shooting tear gas, rubber bullets at worshippers at a mosque. A day after a supposed ceasefire. And once again, this is this all has to do with Benjamin Netanyahu trying to drum up national fervor in order to remain in power because he was unable to form a coalition government. As we've seen by strong arm fucking dictators all over the world anytime. You need to stay in power. You just otherize a population. And then brutalize them. History repeats itself. In Japan, the COVID-19 crisis continues to rage. The International Olympic Committee is saying that the Tokyo Olympics will take place even if a state of emergency has to be in place because of it. The IOC vice president in charge of the postponed Tokyo Olympics said Friday that the games would open in just over two months even if the city and other parts of Japan were under a state of emergency because of rising COVID-19 cases. John Coates, speaking from Australia in a virtual news conference with Tokyo organizers at the end of three days of meetings, said this would be the case even if local medical experts advised against holding the Olympics. Because, of course, money matters more than anything. The advice we have from the WHO and all other scientific and medical advice that we have is that all the measures we have outlined, all of those measures that we are undertaking are satisfactory and will ensure a safe and secure games in terms of health. And that's the case whether there is a state of emergency or not. This is according to Coates. Public opinion in Japan has been running at 60 to 80 percent against opening the Olympics on July 23rd, depending on how the question is phrased. Coates suggested public opinion might improve as more Japanese people get fully vaccinated. That figure is at about 2% right now. IOC officials say they expect more than 80% of the residents of the Olympic Village. Now, and this, and this was something that the U.S. could have helped with. 
by releasing the patents for the vaccines. So that India and Taiwan, South Korea, all these places that have the capacity to produce vaccines could have been on it already. Coates said that about 80% of the spots in the Olympics would be awarded from qualifying events and 20% coming from rankings. I don't even know what that I'm not a sports guy. I just relay the news. So I'm not going to know shit about the MLB when we talk about this story. The Nationals' Max Scherzer wants MLB to change health and safety protocols in accordance with CDC recommendations. I believe this has to do once again with breakthrough cases where people that have already been vaccinated are testing positive. Washington Nationals right-hander Max Scherzer wants Major League Baseball to alter its COVID-19 health and safety protocols in response to new recommendations made by the United States Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. We gotta update the rules here. We gotta follow the science. Start listening to what the CDC says. Gotta follow the science. Scherzer, the Nationals representative for the MLB Players Association, told reporters... Vaccinated players that are testing positive and they're asymptomatic should be allowed to play plain and simple. And the risk is low that they could transmit it. But once again, if you have something that has an incredibly low risk and you give it lots of chances, you're ensuring that it's going to happen. But you still want to limit exposure. Scherzer's reference to the CDC is ostensibly aimed at a note on the CDC's website that reads, in part, early data shows that vaccines help keep people with no symptoms from spreading COVID-19, but we are learning more as more people get vaccinated. Uh, I mean, I don't know much about baseball. I like to play it when I was a kid. I mean, it can be a fun game to play out like in the field. As long as you keep it moving, goddammit. Scherzer's comments come after the Nationals were forced to play shorthanded following a a positive COVID-19 case. Said test resulted in two players being sidelined, one who tested positive and another who was deemed in close contact. They'll be told at teams in the spring that it would loosen COVID-19 restrictions, including those pertaining to masks, tests, and social gatherings. For all clubs who reach at least an 85% vaccination rate among their tier one individuals. I I thought they were like, they had a cast system or something going on, but that means players, coaches, and trainers. The Nationals have not yet reached the 85% threshold. The league announced that 12 of the 30 teams have reached that point. Has, Has the season started? It's already started, hasn't it? they start in late April. Now Fauci expects COVID-19 vaccines for kids sometime late uh, this year, but we could also see booster shots faster than we were expecting. Stephanie has been at Children's National for well over 30 years. How did I not know my patient that I kept 
That is that is way too played out. Every stupid TV anchor is said that. You know, it's coming soon. We're doing a bunch of studies since children are ones that we want to be especially careful regarding safety. That we're going to be doing age de-escalation studies. We'll go from 12 to 9, then 9 to 6, then 6 to 2, and then 6 months to 2 years. By the end of this calendar year, it's likely that we'll have enough information to vaccinate children of any age. So there you go. He also, apparently, we don't have footage of it. Uh, But he said that it is looking like we will need boosters in about 8 months. So the initial estimation was that if boosters were needed, it would be about a year. We somebody was interviewing him yesterday, and uh, I was like, "Oh, those those are two fine-looking people there. I'd jump in that threesome." Okay, so. Jen Psaki announces cuts to Biden's infrastructure plan. So this is the first of a bunch of stories we're going to do about Biden looking fucking stupid. Expectation that there's going to be a conversation of some kind today between Republicans on the Hill, some officials here at the White House mm-hmm. about the status of infrastructure and Republican counterproposal. Yeah, I'm not high enough for this Is that shit. Still happening today, and can you give us kind of an update on where things stand? Uh, and any movement that, that may or may not be happening. Sure, um, it is happening. It may be ongoing as we speak, but it started shortly before uh, one o'clock over video conference this afternoon. Uh, our team, including Steve Reschetti, Louisa Terrell, Brian Deese, Secretary Raimondo, and Secretary Buttigieg, put forward a reasonable counteroffer uh, that reduces the size of the package from 2.25. Okay, okay, I gotta ask, is your name Wep Loop? Or is it we ploop? <laughs> we ploop is hilarious. Five trillion in additional investment. I prefer we ploop. Seven trillion, and in our view, this is. Or is it? A, is it a different uh, pronunciation? Arts, I say, Did I get it completely wrong? Ground. This proposal. It's your is name. Willingness to come down in size, giving on some areas. I don't uh, want to get it wrong. To the president, otherwise they wouldn't have been in the proposal. While also staying firm in areas that are most vital to rebuilding our infrastructure and industries of the future, making our workforce and our country more competitive with China. We actually have every intention to share the complete uh, totality of the counterproposal with you all. We'll just wait for the meeting to conclude to do that. Until then, can you say any more about what was taken out to, to lower that, that price tag? Sure. Let me give you kind Originally, of details. And then again, estimated the cost was $1.9 So you'll see all the specifics for yourself. But uh, again, I noted the top line number that was offered. Uh, it, our proposal also involved uh, a shifting uh, in shifting investments in research and development, supply chains, manufacturing. Now, now anyone anyone that watches this show knows that infrastructure is a huge deal with me. Uh, the bridges in this country are fucking dilapidated. We need more than a one point nine trillion dollar investment in infrastructure in this country. The bridge in Memphis that is shut down 
They could see the crack in it four years ago. I didn't do. I didn't select the story for tonight. They actually had uh, like a, a, a fisherman in the river had taken a picture, and you could see the fucking crack in the bridge. And that's four years before it was like shut down in a panic this week because the entire support beam was severed. I I am confident that if most people in this country knew how bad a shape our roads and bridges were, they would be scared to death to drive over the bridges in this country. It freaks me out. And small business out of the negotiation into other efforts, such as the Endless Frontiers Act and the CHIPS Act, which, as you know, there's ongoing discussions and negotiations on a bipartisan level about those as well. Uh, the president, the proposal also agreed to reduce the funding request for broadband to match the Republican offer and to reduce the proposed investment in roads, bridges and major projects to come closer to the number proposed by the senators. This is all in the spirit of finding common ground. Now, at the same time, as I alluded to, we also, the counteroffer also reflects our view that the Republican offer excludes entirely some proposals that are key to Who gives a shit about the Republicans? Uh, once in again, energy, once in, again, in the, the Republicans were given everything they wanted in the bipartisan commission and still voted against it. No, no, we need I'm not saying invest in aging infrastructure. I'm saying like we need to we need to modernize our infrastructure. I, I thought many people were seeing the Mothman. I thought that was totally a thing. I'm pretty sure if you Google Mothman, it's all over the internet. Now, people have been seeing some unidentified flying objects. Biden was asked about the recent rash of videos that the Pentagon has confirmed are indeed real. Take it away. If you're not asking me a mean one like you usually do. <laughs> it's something interesting, I think. Uh, President Obama says that there is footage and uh, records of objects in the skies, these unidentified aerial phenomenon, and he says we don't know exactly what they are. What do you think that it is? I would ask him again. Thank you. <laughs> oh, what a bullshit answer. Uh, complete oh man well I hope he has more to say about K-pop because you know K-pop is way more important than aliens these new investments are going to create thousands of good paying jobs and jobs of the future right here in the United States and they're going to help fortify and secure the supply chains for things like semiconductors and electric batteries I know uh as I said, uh, that the CEOs made the effort not only to do this, but to be here today. And again, I thank them for being here. I thank you for making the investments in our future and yours. Finally, I want to note that yesterday I had the honor of signing the law, the COVID-19 Hate Crimes Act, to help Americans of Asian descent from having to live in fear just walking down the streets of the United States. Quite we frankly, have not gotten to the cops on Ronald Green yet. We've, we've, boy howdy, do we have so many videos uh, to watch. Uh, it, Ronald Green's the one out of New Orleans, right? Oh my God. 
We got another one out of Tennessee that's also going to piss you off. And we're going to get to that. And uh, there's a long history in this country of contributions of Asian Americans being overlooked, forgotten, and ignored. This is from a joint press conference he did with President Moon. What I said yesterday. South Korea. Committee. And we're going to stay committed to stopping the hatred based on this bias. I promise you. Our people share a long history. Our soldiers have fought alongside one another. Our scientists against the mean communists side, side in both our countries. Our students study together, share ideas, and see new opportunities for future collaboration. And our people, our people to people and cultural connections are South Korea grown. is an incredibly Americanized country. And uh, K-pop fans are universal. I can tell those who laugh know who I'm talking about. <laughs> well, he, anyway, he is correct. I mean, right? they have political reach, too. Korean actors took home an Oscar uh, for supporting actors this year, following up on the four Oscar wins for the movie Parasite last year. And so our two countries, our two Parasite nations... Parasite was an excellent movie. Anyone who hasn't seen it. ...connections that we need to make even stronger alliances and stronger cooperation. And I also, like... My friend Sparkles didn't want to watch it because I guess from the name Parasite, she thought like it was, I'm like, no, 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 it's a psychological thriller. It's not like anything gross or anything like that. It's it's a very Sparkles movie, as I told her. I'm not that big of a K-pop fan. Baby Metal is pretty cool. I guess they're K-pop, K-pop adjacent or whatever. And I, I like pop music, too, so maybe I should give uh, K-pop more of a chance. Now, Biden had some gaffes this week that right-wing media have been all over. As I said, I didn't really want to touch on them because I don't think they're newsworthy, but we're going to put them all in together right now. Oh, 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 baby metal's from Japan then. Okay, my bad. Well, Cadet Ted, there's a seat on Air Force One if you have to get home. Maybe tough. <laughs> I can only assume that you will enjoy educating your family about how the Coast Guard is, quote, the hard nucleus around the Navy forms in times of war. You are quite, you're a really dull class. I mean, come on, man. Is the sun getting to you? Oh, man. I would think you'd have an opportunity when I say that about the Navy to clap, but, but being here together. That's that's kind of affable. I don't think that's much of a gaffe. It's a victory in and of itself. Notice the way Ryan Fournier frames it. Biden is very upset. Face Biden calling out there. Well, that's not the only time he's done that. There's another one that uh, right-wingers love to bring it up, saying he was uh, mocking the military or something. But if you watch the clip, he uh, announces like a promotion for an officer. And nobody claps and he's like clap you stupid bastards he's like but no really the military their honor service blah 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 Biden is being blamed for everything in case you guys haven't if you don't have any right wing friends to see on social media Biden has completely destroyed the country 
everything is a thousand times more expensive than what it was. There is no Chick-fil-A sauce anymore. Gas prices are going to be $15 by the end of the summer. You wanted $15 an hour, you're going to get $15 a gallon. Has anybody said that? I need need to make that t-shirt and market that to right-wingers. They will fucking eat that up. Nobody steal that, goddammit. I'm on video. I can prove it in court. So this this actually was a little concerning. Now, the whole press conference, this was about electric cars or some shit. He drove a, a Ford electric truck. At 80 miles an hour. Let's see what okay. it is, okay? You ready? Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question on Israel before you drive no, away? No, you can't. So I'm not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only teasing. Okay, here we go. You ready? See it, sir. So now, like, he's like, oh, I'm only teasing. Like, clearly Biden is teasing so many times during the trump administration trump said shit that was just awful and every right winger was like oh you can't take a joke you can't take a joke and now biden is clearly joking which is still not cool you should not joke about running over the press we really should hold them sacred especially following a norm-breaking administration like trump but right-wingers just lose their mind over the stupidest shit. Now, this one, this is kind of a funny story, and I've been looking forward to reading it. I'm going to read it here with you guys right now. Apparently, it's come out uh, that Jill Biden said Harris should go fuck herself after the whole uh, debate incident. Yeah, we got the video here. Thank you, New York Post. I'm going to now direct this at Vice President Biden. Um, I do not believe you are a racist, and I agree with you when you commit yourself to the importance of finding common ground. But I also believe, and it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful. So that was the exchange. Bill Biden said Kamala Harris should go fuck herself after famously questioning her husband's record on race during a Democratic primary debate. The future First Lady fumed to supporters after Harris, who is now President Biden's vice president, slammed his record opposing federally mandated interracial busing to desegregate schools. Yeah, yeah, that was the the, that little girl was me comment. Which which was good. That comment is probably one of the reasons why he's vice president now. That was that was one of her shining moments in the primary. Jill Biden vented one week later on a group phone call with supporters, according to an account published by Politico. With what he cares about, what he fights for, what he's committed to, you get up there and call him a racist without basis. Go fuck yourself, Jill Biden allegedly said. <gasps> she seems like such a sweet lady. Con- by the way, content warning, guys. Joe Biden was also furious about the attack. While still on stage during the debate, Biden allegedly turned to fellow candidate Pete Buttigieg and said of Harris's attack, that was some fucking bullshit. Ah, man, the Bidens like to drop some F-bombs. Biden and Harris have worked closely together since taking office. Now, 
Presidents and vice presidents usually don't like each other. George W. Bush and Dick Cheney did not like each other. Obama and Biden don't really like each other. They're, they're political coalitions that have to coalesce in order to be strong enough. So, of course, they're, they're, they're factions that are going to have tension between them. Harris's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the Post. A spokesman for Joe Biden said many books will be written on the 2020 campaign with countless retelling of events. Some accurate, some inaccurate. First Lady and her team do not plan to comment on any of them. That was an excellent statement. However, 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 apparently Obama is happy to comment. Obama apparently called Donald Trump a fucking lunatic, a madman, a racist, sexist pig. I mean, he ain't wrong. The forthcoming book, Battle for the Soul, Inside the Democrats' Campaign to Defeat Trump, offers a glimpse at former President Barack Obama's real opinions on former President Donald Trump. The book, written by the Atlantic staff, examines how exactly the Democratic Party came to defeat Donald Trump in 2020 including some juicy tidbits about how Obama went off his Republican successor. Here is the excerpt. He's a madman, big donors looking to squeeze a reaction out of him in exchange for the big checks they were writing to his foundation. I didn't think it would be this bad. Sometimes I didn't think we'd have a racist, sexist pig, depending on the outrage of the day. That fucking lunatic with a shake of his head. Obama also had some some, uh, harsh words for the Tea Party movement, which preceded and galvanized Trump's MAGA presidency. Obama trashed the group at the Obama Foundation's 2017 holiday party in Chicago. Some staff had questioned the former Perez about whether it irked him to be labeled anti-capitalist by Republicans. Because he certainly wasn't. Especially considering he bent over backwards to bail out big banks after entering the White House in 2008. It didn't matter what his actual policy was. It never matters what the Democrats' actual policy was because it is not about policy with Republicans. It's about power. They believe in hierarchies. Everybody else believes in democracy, I I think. He was also blamed for 9-11. Right-wingers on, like, there is footage. You can YouTube that shit on, like, news shows. Would ask people about it. It's insane. Now, Trump is indeed planning on running again. According to his former doctor and current congressman, Representative Ronnie Jackson... He says he's going to run, so we'll see, Jackson told Business Insider. 
He's been saying he's going to. He's seriously considering it. He's probably going to, so we'll see what happens. Donald Trump backed Jackson in the 2020 election for the 13th Congressional District seat. Jackson added that he hoped Trump would run again for the White House. So do Democrats. And that's that's the problem, is the Democrats helped foment Trump's run the first time. They thought he was going to be easy to, to defeat, so they platformed him. I worry that given this from Frank Luntz, that the Democrats may try to do the exact same thing again and let it bite them again. Because if, if, if they don't have the right candidate going up against Trump, it will bite them again. Former Republican pollster Frank Luntz tells Kara Swisher on her New York Times podcast that Donald Trump uh, that Donald Trump's lies about the 2020 election could cost the Republicans the majority in the House in 2022. Former president is still the most popular figure in the, in the Republican Party, but his baseless claims about the election have alienated moderates. We see how that's gone. If Donald Trump runs for president as a Republican, he's the odds-on favorite to win the nomination, Luntz added. He could never win a general election, but I can't imagine losing a Republican primary. And that, ooh, that's that sentiment. A Democrat reads this like, ooh, we need to make sure he's the nominee. And get cocky just like they were in 2016. Once continued, and I would bet on him losing to whatever Democratic nominee there was. Now, I'm assuming Trump is going to be a non-factor in 2024 for a number of reasons. This is one of them. I think we got the full, yeah, we got the full clip here. I wanted to start there because I know you had told me... This is the ex-daughter-in-law of the Trump Organization CFO willing uh, to pay tuition for this school, not others, just this school. Um, and I know it's, it's a crucial question of, of, of what records do you have of Trump himself and Alan Weisselberg making those tuition payments for your kids? I have records of uh, Donald Trump paying for um, one of my children's uh, tuition at her private school. And uh, specifically saying in terms of control that they couldn't go to another. It looks like it was compensation, uh, tax benefits to... Uh, Speaking of paying for, for school, for we're going to talk about Matt Gates here in a little bit. Um, and it's it's basically all about tax strategies. So that's, I guess, the, cru- the crucial question, and you're, you're starting to explain it there. I mean, what potential crimes do you understand, Jennifer, at this point that they're focused on uh, with the tuition payments, as an example? Uh, the, the compensation and gift taxes that were revealed by myself in 
day, the day before the election on November 2nd of 2020 have been proven to be true. Um, compensation and gift taxes for the organization, for Donald Trump himself, and for uh, all the employees that... The oh, it's not looking good for the pedo. The pedo who knocked up a minor. Uh, who, who's that? Who are you talking about? Aaron, um, the gift taxes and compensation are of... Uh, have been you know proven to be illegal and um the da is working hard to and i, I believe has seen those numbers to be finite and is um pursuing charges as such so i want to show that oh so i photo. poor woman she's probably nervous as fuck on national tv she's having a hard time kind of getting it out here it's something that is hard to put into words it's um the amount of power given to a president I just think it's irresponsible and to give um, somebody who is self-serving and narcissistic oh, wow. that much power when it's inevitably always to benefit themselves. Um, and, you know, like with the compensation and gift taxes that I revealed the day before the election last year, um, you know, I don't say anything that's not provable, and I wouldn't. Oh, that's I've been sitting on that story. I haven't read because I read the news well, like with you guys on the show. Like I'm just like we've just had so much other shit to talk about. I think that's the way, like he's being sued or something. He's a, a congressperson. Is that the one I'm I'm thinking of? Phase of the DA's investigation is going to be a really hard look into the woman rink, and um, you know that's to come. But I, I have to say, Aaron, there's nothing Senator. going yeah. on that's a witch hunt or fishing expedition. That is not true. That is not true. They're guardians of the law. They're working hard, as I am, to tell the truth and to um, see justice prevailed and to uh, have accountability for their own actions. It's no one's fault but their own. They need to be accountable for what they've done. So she's saying that Weisselberg is going to flip on the Trump organization to save his own ass. I want to let you have now, an opportunity. Holy shit. Michael Cohen, Trump's former personal attorney, was on with, uh, what is this, Joy Reid? And apparently he says Trump's going to flip on everybody. Trump is going to, I don't, I'm interested to hear what he has to say because who the fuck is, like, Trump's going to have Bill Barr and everybody else in jail to save his ass? Like, Trump is the ultimate get opportunity to respond to Donald Trump's disparagement of you, um, if you care to. Well, I really don't care to, simply because it's just typical, it's typical Donald, but I like his allegations against me, and considering, just look at who the guy is. Well, I right? mean, this is a guy who has an affair. Well, look at who you are! Multiple affairs while his wife uh, had just had a child, right? The Child Separation Act, which was just a disgrace, and just denigrated America's standing in the world. And this motherfucker stood by him until his ass was in the sling. Care Act, leaving millions of Americans without health coverage. He's just as big of a piece of shit as Trump. Are, if uh, not more, because he's smarter day, than Trump. Michael Cohen is smarter than Trump. George Floyd's name at any point in time. And finally, January 6th, the big lie and his continuous promotion of the big lie. So I wear it as a badge of honor. So thank you for that, Donald. I appreciate it. <laughs>
<laughs> Clearly, you did. You did care to. You did. Uh, let's talk about the Trump Organization because you know that organization well. I mean, because I think when people think of a company like a corporation, you think of a big corporation like Enron or one of these companies that gets in trouble. But this is like a mom and pop organization, right? It's basically Trump, the kids, and Alan Weisselberg. Do I have that wrong? The mom and pop organization. Uh, yeah, it's it's bigger than that. But you're right. More it's like a mob organization. Mom and pop company. There's probably 14. When I was there, there were 14 executive vice presidents, myself being included. Um, other than that, you had a lot of support staff, a lot of secretarial staff, and so on. Now, at one point in time, Trump, which is, again, part of his ongoing continuous lies, made allegations that he employed 10,000 people. Well, that's not true because, again, he doesn't own the buildings that he had employees in, right? It's either owned by homeowners associations or it's licensing deals, but he included them into it. So he included everybody, but you're right, Joy. He lies about everything. And pop organization. But you know, for a quick second there, I just want to go back because, you know, I think it's worth me saying when he's talking about my credibility. I personally think, and you know, I'll ask you your opinion on it, that my credibility is a lot more in demand than Trump's petty, pathetic temper tantrums, right, masquerading as strength, because that's what he does. Yes, it's a shame that you've been rehabilitated, Michael Cohen. I would just like to point out, you are still a piece of shit. On Twitter. So I didn't even know about, you know, this denigration of me until your producers called to tell yeah. me about it. So, you know, he's yeah. really, um, he's mic'd out right now. You don't read blogs. Uh, let, let, let's, uh, let's talk about the, the hiding of assets, because the reason I asked you about the size of the organization is that that would mean, presumably, that someone like Alan Weisselberg um, and maybe even the Trump children, would they be in who, the who is cooperating? valuation of these assets? Because you're talking about assets that Ivanka and Jared and, and the, the Trump the sons are out there pitching and selling these licensing agreements for. Would they potentially have exposure here? Because I was asking previ in the previous yes. segment, should they yes. be in their own lawyers? Jared and Ivanka are going to, to jail, too. And, you know, one of the things, I have a very different opinion. I'm going to answer your question, but I have a little bit of a different opinion on this than most people. Uh, the answer is yes, they would know what the valuations are, specifically on project that they were designated to. Each of the children were designated to different properties, but Alan Weisselberg knew every single dollar in couldn't have into a nicer family to the penny every single penny in and every penny out went through alan weisselberg's desk and then reported before and after to donald j trump so there was a very as i stated there was a very small core group of executives a larger you know subset but a very small core group. Now, it's interesting because I also watched the segment before this where you were talking about, you know, Trump and whether or not that the kids need to. I believe that they do need it. And I'm going to tell you why. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. What did we yeah. get off of his electronics? Uh, what are they going to oh, get? Oh, yeah, I forgot about Rudy. Organization? How are they going to get Weisselberg to flip? Are they going to go after? It's not just Barry, but it's also his other son, Jack, who is part of Ladder yeah. Capital. I don't. I think they, they already know this. I think Donald Trump is going to flip on all of them. What do you think about that, including his children? Huh. I think, I really believe that Donald Trump is going to turn around. Including his children, that he will flip on Jared Ivanka and Junior. 
You always get shocked when I say things, Joy. <laughs> I really believe that Donald Trump cares for only himself. And he realizes Agreed. that his goose is cooked. So when he turns that, that, around and... Now, no, 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 no. While, while Michael Cohen is right that Donald Trump only cares about himself, Donald Trump is the biggest fish. Donald Trump flipping doesn't, like... You flip in order to like give them somebody bigger. There is nobody bigger. That's the biggest catch. There, it makes no sense. Trump may want to flip on everybody, and he will. But prosecutors want to like. Well, we can't take legal action against Putin. He gets questions about what you're just asking about um, yeah. inflation. Because because any any dirt was, on Putin, exactly. any anything like that that he exposes was, is just exposure to himself. It's never Donald. See, this is the wow. problem. It's never ever Donald Trump. It's always somebody else. It wasn't Donald Trump who had the affair. It wasn't Donald Trump who directed me to make the payments I... to Stormy Daniels. It wasn't Donald Trump. Stormy Daniels, fucking. Recollection of the event was that he like ordered pizza and talked about having tiny pizzas on top of pizzas. That cracked me the fuck up, and that's how I knew it was true. It sounded just like Donald Trump that he's like sitting there naked with a porn star talking about like, wouldn't it be cool if there were pizzas that had tiny pizzas on top of pizzas? Like a fucking chud. So let's move on to the other Republican pervert. Matt Gates. Do we have some some breaking news for you in our politics lead now? CNN has learned that federal prosecutors have secured a critical witness in their investigation into allegations of sex trafficking involving Florida Republican Congressman. Matt Gates, the critical witness, his ex-girlfriend, the unnamed woman, a former Capitol Hill staffer, has been linked to Gates since 2017. And CNN's Paula Reed joins me now with the breaking this, details. Paula, this, this is the woman that Gates took to dinner with Tucker Carlson. You know, the, when Gates was on Tucker's show, what, like a month ago now when the, this shit broke? I think it was around like March 20-something. Gates goes on Tucker's show, says like, oh, I had dinner with a woman. You were there. You met her. And Tucker's like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is that woman. I I mean, I don't know that for a fact. I, I do know that. Jake, this woman is seen as a critical witness because she was linked to the congressman in the summer of 2017. And that time period is really critical in the investigation into whether he had sex with an underage girl. Investigators also hope hope that she can help them understand the relevance of these hundreds of transactions they have obtained records of, including those that are allegedly payments for sex. Now, at this point, it's not clear whether she has a formal cooperation agreement. An attorney for the ex-girlfriend declined to comment, as did a spokesman for the Justice Department. But CNN has also learned that Gates's former close friend has told investigators that the lawmaker had sexual contact with a 17-year-old girl. Earlier this week, that friend of Florida tax collector Joel there's, Greenberg... There's you, a mugshot of Greenberg. ...charges, including sex trafficking involving a minor. Now, he's cooperating with federal investigators in exchange for dozens of other counts being dropped. And as part of this deal, he is required to cooperate fully in any Mister. other federal investigations 
including the ongoing investigation into Congressman Gates. Yes, what the fuck was going on with Nestor? We may never... I hope we find out. I... Matt Gates adopted just this male... Cuban boy or some shit? <coughs> Puerto Rican? I think he was Cuban. Said that it was his daughter's son. That said that it was his sister's son. There we go. Like, there is so much weird shit going on with Matt Gates. It's looking at whether he has violated federal sex trafficking, prostitution, or public If you're listening to the podcast, I just took a giant bong rip before trying to remember what the fuck Greenberg admits that he deal with Nestor with minor at least seven times and that he introduced her to other men who engaged in commercial sex acts with her, but those other men are not named. Now, Gates has repeatedly denied that he ever had sex with a minor or paid for sex, and Gates and his representatives have attacked Greenberg's credibility in recent Yeah, he had fucking pointing out games where he, Greenberg like, assigned points to people. In this plea agreement that he has previously falsely accused a political rival of having sex with a minor. Yeah, important to underline that Gates denies all of this. Paula, any idea when any charges could be filed, if at all? Great well, question, Jake. The will ultimately fall to prosecutors in the public integrity section of the Justice Department. And that decision is expected to take some time. We know that they're still gathering evidence, and they will then have to assess everything they've gathered to decide whether they have enough for an indictment and to bring charges. Any fucking day now, I would assume. Speaking of charges, today, Kyle Rittenhouse made his first appearance in court. The November trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, an Illinois man charged with killing two people during chaotic protests following the police shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin last year, will take up to two weeks, attorney said today. Narcissists do suck. And yet Gates is totally a narcissist. I I have several narcissistic traits. I try to keep them in check. Being self-aware helps with that kind of shit. Prosecutors and Rittenhouse's attorneys confirmed with Kenosha County Circuit Judge Bruce Schroeder during a 10-minute status conference that the trial will begin November the 1st. Both sides said they don't expect the proceedings to last the full two weeks. A sign of the intense publicity surrounding the case. They also told the judge they plan to send out questionnaires to prospective jurors to ask them about their backgrounds and beliefs. Questionnaires can help attorneys decide whom to strike from the pool. Attorneys in the trial of a white former police officer who was convicted of killing George Floyd in Minneapolis used such. His name was Derek Chauvin. And he was convicted. Rittenhouse appeared in person in the courtroom for the first time since he was arrested last year. The 19 protocols have forced him to appear via video at pre-meetings. Those restrictions have been lifted. Alright, so in New Orleans... We have multiple... Body camera releases 
Beaten and shackled by Louisiana State Troopers. Black motorist. By the way, before we get started with this, content warning fuckers. Black motorist Ronald Green desperately tried to roll over in what may have been a struggle to breathe, but was ordered to stay on his belly according to body camera video newly obtained by the Associated Press. And the long secret autopsy report, also newly secured, cited Green's head injuries and the way he was restrained as factors in his 2019 death. So absolute incriminating evidence that cops have been sitting on for at least two years. Holy shit. This is the first body camera. Hello. Hey. Hi. Hi. Alright, we may be 10-2, I don't know. Why not? Well, this guy was drunk, and I think he was wet. And I beat the ever-living fuck out of him, choked him and everything else, trying to get him under control. And we finally got him in handcuffs when a third man got there. And the son of a bitch was still fighting, and we were still wrestling with him, trying to hold him down because he was spitting blood everywhere. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just went limp. Damn. Yeah, I thought he killed him. We set him up real quick. He's on the ambulance and route to Glenwood, and, and I'm hauling ass trying to catch up to him. Holy, do you think you've got it on body cam? Click. There are no good cops. There are no good cops. Well, this is, we're just watching the, the, the videos as we're going along here. So this is the another... Body camera vi- footage. Hey, sir. Don't you turn over. All right. Don't you turn over. You lay, that, lay on your belly. Lay on your belly. He's he's handcuffed. He's on the ground. Okay, okay, sir. Don't lay on your fucking belly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Huh? Oh. He's clearly exasperated, gasping for air. There is the... There's a picture of green. ACAB. Rock on. So this is, he's, he's pointing. He's pointing at his body camera. Maybe not. Maybe I'm I'm reading too much into that. At one point after medical help arrives, a paramedic a, a paramedic is heard saying, "He's not getting enough air." Yet nobody appears to be giving him oxygen. Louisiana officials had for two years rebuffed repeated calls to release footage and details about what caused Green's death after the chase, which began over an unspecified traffic vi- an unspecified traffic violation, which means it was just bullshit. 
They were pulling him over just to harass him. Broken tail light. Fucking license plate light out. Whatever the fuck. Troopers initially told his family he died on impact after crashing into a tree. Oh my god. So they lied immediately. As I as I say, I've worked in the media business for 20 years, mostly doing doing news. I've read a gazillion police reports. Not a one of them has ever matched what actually happened. Even when cops have no reason to, they still lie. State police later released a brief statement acknowledging only that Green struggled with troopers and died on his way to the hospital. That secrecy extended to the autopsy, which pathologists said was hindered by the state police's failure to provide even the most routine documents relating to Green's arrest, including police reports, collision details, or emergency medical records. A former Boca Raton, Florida police chief who testifies as an expert use of force witness said Green's case is an example of how stonewalling is the Achilles heel of law enforcement. No, being shit fucking officers is the Achilles heel of law enforcement. Outrageous. I assume there are protests going on in New Orleans. Sparkles is there right now. I need to ask. So this is footage released a few days ago out of Tennessee. Simply appalling. But the jailers he struggled against taunted him right up until his death. An exclusive News Channel 5 investigation is raising questions about the way William Jeanette died. Our investigative reporter Ben Hall obtained exclusive video, and we do need to warn you, parts are disturbing. Well, you know what that means. Content warning, fuckers. Three Marshall County jailers called for police backup in May of last year after William Jeanette refused to get into a restraint chair. Where are you? When Lewisburg police officer Christopher Stallings runs into the room, Jeanette yells that corrections officers are trying to kill him. They quickly get Jeanette to the floor. Help, they're trying to kill me. Minutes later. You know, right before he dies. It just breaks my heart because he was someone worth knowing, you know? His daughter, Dominique Jeanette, says her 48-year-old father was terrified and desperately needed help. That's just something that really sticks with me of how scared he must have been and how alone he must have felt. Jail logs show Jeanette had been hallucinating and detoxing after being arrested two days earlier for resisting arrest, public intoxication, and indecent exposure. Officers had put him in a restraint chair the day before. So he needed care. He his head on the cell wall. He but needed care. Officers tried again. As you see on these jail cameras with no sound, things escalated quickly. Because well, he just grabbed him. They should have been trained properly, and they weren't. Dominique is suing Marshall County and the Lewisburg Police Department because of what as happened well she should. Her father was on the ground. Stay down, you stupid son of a With other officers now around him, Jeanette is face down on the floor in handcuffs. Despite his screams, officers put pressure on his back and then call for leg restraints. No. 
Go get your leg strength. Before you do anything else, get leg strength. Seconds later, Jeanette says for the first time that he can't breathe. Listen to what a female officer says back to him. <laughs> Officers stay on his back and even bend his legs to his back until finally one officer says, be careful of suffocating him. Hey, easy, easy. Be Never careful of suffocating him. Got it. <laughs> As he's gurgling. That's why I'm not on his Fuck. Let him breathe. Jeanette's last words are, I'm good. But an officer with his knee on Jeanette's back. Remember, this man was accused of public intoxication. Indecent exposure. Like what he was pissing in a fucking alley or something. It's one thing if he's shaking his dick at a woman in a club or some shit. But I'm assuming he was just belligerent. Maybe his pants fell down or something. I hate cops. I hate law enforcement attracts sociopaths and, and, and psychopaths. I'm sorry. And our policies do not help. We weed out good cops and we reward bad cops through our policies. I'm that's it's clear. Also neo Nazis, which the Venn diagram, there's a lot of overlap there, right? Act talked back to him. Oh, you ain't good. You gonna lay right there for a minute. That's the exact opposite of what this generally accepted police training has taught officers to do. And this man just needed help. He, he, years. he was just an addict with a problem. He committed no actual fucking crime. Written a book evaluating police uses of force. When the handcuffs come on, they should have rotated. He needed to be treated with compassion. He was disturbed by what he saw and said police departments have been trained since the mid-90s about the dangers of positional asphyxiation, suffocating someone by sitting on their back. And, 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 and the fact that he says it, the fact that he says asphyxiation on the fucking video just shows that he knows what's going on. Murder charges. Called the prone position. There's approximately a three minute and 43 second period after officers have applied handcuffs where they keep the individual in the prone position and that's not acceptable. Like all that he wanted was help and all that he got was hate. Like it's not right. Jeanette's daughters remember him as a father of five who drove a cement truck to support- The Invincible Punisher. arrested before but did not have a long rap sheet. There were so many people that could have just said this is right. He'd been arrested and for PI you know, or some shit. This wasn't right. The autopsy lists the cause of death as acute combined drug intoxication with meth in his system. But it also listed asphyxia as a contributory cause of death and ruled it a homicide. It just feels like my heart is constantly... Where's the criminal charges? This woman is suing. There's no, there's no peace to that. This family hopes other departments learned from what happened to their dad. He's not there, like, to take me home anymore. A grand jury looked at this case but decided not to bring criminal charges against the officers. We asked the sheriff and the attorney for the county for a comment, but they declined. Well, I can tell you exactly what happened. Is the same thing that happened in the Breonna Taylor case. When they presented it to the grand jury, they bullshitted the grand jury and told them shit that wasn't true, left out details. They framed it in a way 
that absolved these pigs of responsibility. Jesus. So now I missed this one a couple of weeks ago, but we got to talk about this one as well. I, I don't even know when this, this happened in Lewisburg, Tennessee. May 6th of last year. So just about a year ago was when this, this poor guy died in Madison County Jail. What those cops did from the moment they grabbed him by the arm was far worse than anything he had been accused of. Public intoxication? Indecent exposure? Come the fuck on. The assault was far worse. Those cops are criminals, not the man they had in shackles. And that pisses me off. Oh, by the way, this this is a funny story the other day. Uh, I was arguing with some people in the comment section and said that cops in this country killed 940 people at least last year. A woman responded back and said, okay, now do how many uh, 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 killings there were of cops. And I said, okay, I bet you weren't expecting me to know the number right off the top of my head. I believe it was 43. Now I'm a stoner. I might be off. It might have been like 47 or something. It was 40 something and over half of them were in car crashes. Cops murdered over 940 people in this country. That is more than every first world country over the last 20 years combined. I'm not high enough for this shit. He like Braid Creed has known me for fucking 20 years and he knows for a fact that he wants to get me riled up. That's he likes that shit. We play video games and he does his best to fucking get me going like this and going off on other people that we're in like fucking voice chat with. That's what right wingers come in here and tell me to calm down all the time, relax and shit. I'm like, that's what the people come for. For me to do the rants. Digging in Tennessee or maybe in Virginia. I don't know which side of the line it's on. This was in Bristol. Okay, Bristol, Virginia, not Tennessee. A Bristol, Virginia police officer who was charged with murder after shooting and killing a man is now being sued by the victim's family. It happened on March 30th at the intersection of Euclid Avenue and Gate City Highway. Charges against I think we already Brown were announced in early May and a lawsuit was... I think that is... Uh, we, we played the video of this. It was like the, the car was trying to get away and they accused the car of... They accused the suspect of trying to ram them with the car. Filed against it him just straight up car. murdered him. Attorney Timothy Hudson filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court <laughs> in Abingdon on behalf of Ashley Kohler, the administrator of the estate of Jonathan Blake Kohler, the man who died. I didn't realize you were British, we reached out to Hudson and the family regarding the lawsuit and they have yet Thank to Thank you for joining in on the, on the on show. The as much as you do for a British person as I cover American politics. Now, update. 
on the uh, Kim uh, Kim Kim Potter, the officer that the city of Minneapolis paid to fortify her home after she murdered somebody. I still can't get over that. Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison announced today that his office will lead the prosecution for former Brooklyn Center officer Kim Potter was charged with second-degree manslaughter in the fatal shooting of Dante Wright. Ellison's office led the case against former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin was found guilty of murder and manslaughter in the death of George Floyd, so... Miss Potter, I hope you are feeling safe in your home tonight to know that the very apt Mr. Ellison's office will be taking over the prosecution of your case. Ellison stated he did not seek this prosecution and does not accept it lightly. Dante Wright's death was a tragedy. He should not have died on the day that he did. He should not have died the way that he did. Parents, brothers, sisters, and friends must now live the rest of their lives without him. His son, only two years old, must grow up without a father. Oh, bravo. Keith Ellison is a badass. I miss him in Congress, but goddamn, do we need more people like this in state AG's offices, in DA's offices. Now, the rest of the show is going to be a lot more uplifting. Are you talking about the McCloskeys? The one that pulled the gun on the protesters. We watched his ad last night or night before last. Where we put on like a, a pristine plaid shirt. Yes, fuck the McCloskeys. Of the, the yes, of the Heritage Foundation picks, yes. I unfortunately with the courts, a lot of those appointments at the like especially at the federal level, they're lifetime appointments. We've got, we'd have to uh, reform something. So we'd have to put term limits, a a year limit or something on service. I don't, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm sure you would, Breed Creed. I, there are many of people out there who would love to pull a gun on me. I get so many death threats. Oh shit, oh shit, hold on. Let me show you guys. It's not a death threat. But fuck is it hilarious. This is a message I received yesterday. Fucking ass fucking moron. And clearly he did not employ commas, so I don't know if he meant that I'm an ass fucking moron. That I like to fuck ass, which... Who doesn't, right? Or if I'm a fucking ass and a fucking moron, as like a, a conjunction there, 
Oh, 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 when I post shit on Facebook, I have to I have to look like I made an attempt to block out their identity. That's why there's a line through the name and why like that's that's actually my drawing on it. A man of culture for I'm Ollie Davis. I quit watching Wrestle Talk when they got Adam Blompier. I'm sorry. I uh, I'm a what culture subscriber. That's where I get my wrestling news from. I'm not saying you should get your wrestling news from. I prefer the personalities on what culture. I am not a fan of Blompier. And Ollie started to kind of piss me off too. So he got really annoying and like. When you when you start doing these cutaways, almost like Family Guy bits, before you ever get to your fucking news, oh man, I'm not I'm not there with you. I don't like their skits. You you would like Blompier. I'm not gonna knock somebody for getting hair implants. I might one day get hair implants. I mean we've we've gone over this on the show before. I think I, I think I've taken off my bandana. I'm I'm not exactly the hairiest person here. I'm I'm not opposed to getting hair implants. I've I'm not embarrassed by like I actually look really cool when I slick it back and I have it in a ponytail and shit. I'm not really embarrassed by it or anything, but like I would get hair implants. I've also thought about uh just shaving it off. And wearing different wigs all the time. But I'm a pretty big fan of Vayner James Keenan and all of his bands, and he likes to wear different wigs and bohawks and shit. And I'm like, I think I might pull that look off. As I've said, the only reason I've not already shaved my hair is because um, I'm I'm. I've already made all the cartoon characters for the freaking news, all my promotional shit, everything. I have long hair and a bandana. Would be a lot of work to redo all that shit. So I'm going to rock the bandana. And also, I really like my hair. And I'm completely off topic here. I actually cut two inches, about two inches off of my hair. Nobody has said a word. I guess nobody has noticed because it was that goddamn long. But, like, I noticed. I watched it this morning. I'm like, fuck, it's a lot shorter than what it was. It needed it, though. It really needed that two, two and a half, maybe, inches. But it is a lot shorter. I do not like WrestleMania at all. Don't even get me started. I That dude pisses me off. I would punch the TV if if that shit came up. I think I have it blocked to where like YouTube won't even show me anything from that channel. That dude just pisses me off so much. He reminds me of like the ang- angry gamer review guy, and I don't like him either. It may be the same fucking guy. I'm sorry, I'm really particular about my uh, YouTube. Now I like wrestling bios, and like I don't. He's a, like his shit looks a little amateur for me. But like, or like, especially like his voiceover, his audio quality is not very good. But man, his he does his research. 
Oh, it's not the same guy? Okay, they kind of look alike, though. You give me that, right? They had a little bit of, like, the same shtick. Well, I, don't, I really don't know because I don't watch them enough. Watch Nitro when ICP was in WWE. Did I watch Raw when, when ICP? We were talking about ICP earlier. I shared out a meme about ICP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it here. I casually mentioned that I don't know how fucking magnets work. Media Witch chimed in and was like, hey, like, ICP is based. They have done several base things. They like to punch Nazis. Apparently one of them, like, made some, like, gay jokes or something, and his daughter corrected him or his son or something. Something like, I can't remember what the story was. And he, like, came out in the pot like, oh, I see how, how, like, what I said was harmful, and I didn't mean to do that. So, like, ICP are, are, are cool, and, like, I've even got some songs I like. Fucking, and Brig Creed was the one that turned me on to, uh, I'm gonna be down with the clown till I'm dead in the ground. That's a, that's a badass song. The Magnet song, though. Holy shit. So, I was, uh, philosophy class in college, I can't, it's like science in the modern world was the name of the class. Fantastic professor I had. He was like a professor of existential philosophy and shit. But he was super fucking cool. And one day it came in on, on the board, they had the lyric, he had the lyrics to the Magnet song up on the board. That's the first time I'd ever like even heard the Magnets thing. And like I saw the lyrics and it even said, you know, insane clown posse under it. I'm like, fuck, that's a brilliant lyric. Like, holy shit, like, what a profound statement until I actually listened to the song and realized that they were Christian and that they were like, no, 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 how do magnets work? You can't explain it without God. And I'm like, oh, shit, fuck. So then I became, like, really anti-ICP again. But but they've been based here lately. They They do a lot of cool shit. They're good guys. I'm okay with ICP. I'm down with the clowns. They're cool in my book. And even even the stories of them interacting with wrestlers, like where they like uh, where they owed money for the for the uh, I don't remember exactly what the story was. They owed Mick Foley some money for an appearance he made on there. Like they gladly just fucking handed over the money to him. Like here, yes, yes, we owe it. They respect the wrestling business, so cool. Cool on ICP. I don't know that I've ever drank Fago, though. Have any? Have you had Fago? Anybody ever, like, drank Fago before? <laughs> is it available just anywhere? Can I go get some in a supermarket? Or is it in a specific region of the country? All right, so... Oh, it ain't bad. It always seemed like it was like a like a step down, for, which I'm not a soda drinker. Oh, that would that would explain why I wouldn't know much about soda. Like, oh God, Family Dollar. That's a, I went into a family. That was the first place I went after the pandemic. When I went outside for the first time, I went to a Family Dollar, and I'm like, nope, I ain't doing that again. We're going to stay in our house until the pandemic ends. 
It was not a fun experience. I did not feel safe in the family dollar. Because the the woman that was working the register, now she was behind the plexiglass, had her mask around her neck and was just like, <laughs> she almost certainly had fucking COVID. Just coughing all over everything. Probably coughed all over my, uh, whatever the fuck I bought. I was, I was not happy. I, you know, the fiend face mask isn't, isn't bad. Like I'm not, I'm not that big on the fiend. I, I don't, I, I watched the pay-per-view the other night. I fell asleep during the, uh, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. I'm glad I woke up. I woke up just in time to like fucking, uh, Cesaro's entrance was happening. I still have I still have my rated R chain from like circa two thousand eight two thousand nine. It it broke. I have to fix it. I have to fix the clasp on it. But I still have the actual chain. And so I was cleaning out my closet one day, and I'm like, "Fuck! I have a lot of Edge shit. I was a really big Edge fan like when he was on that hill run. It may, it may be." All right, all right, all right. Let's get back. We've got some uplifting stories to end the night. We played the video of the young girl that fought off the would-be kidnapper uh, yesterday, I believe it was. So she actually spoke to, uh, I think, this is the Today Show? It is the Today Show. We wanted to know more about how, in the heat of the moment, as she was fighting off her kidnapper, she had the presence of mind to take the blue slime she was playing with and rub it on her attacker, helping deputies later identify him. The suspect, when we caught him, had blue slime all over his own arms. How is it that you knew to put some blue slime on that guy? From watching Law and Order. So we have a little surprise for you here. You know. So do they specifically say Law and Order, or do they just say to mark him with something like mark a, a would be attacker? I'm so incredibly honored oh, to cool. meet you. First of all, how you doing and are you okay? I'm good. I just want to tell you how blown away me and all of my squad are, and I think the whole world right now, that you had Uh-oh. the forethought and the wherewithal to do what you did. Here's and I am just blown away. On her favorite TV show, the SBU detectives are doggedly looking for physical evidence that connects a suspect to the crime, solving the twists and turns of police investigation. Well, I see. Detectives Benson and Stabler, Special Victims Unit. The hallmark of the show for the past 22 years. Here's what, like that I signed for you, and I hope you can read. Oh, that. that's awesome! You are my. Hero. I had I had my signed. You're amazing, uh, sweetheart, you're amazing. I have my signed Seinfeld script from Larry David. Still, I fucking love that thing. So that's that's cool that they sent her a script. Is that you're okay? And that is the most beautiful gift that we all have. It's amazing to meet you. Oh, I never that. thought in my whole entire life that I was gonna be able to even meet you. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Oh, Marishka, oh. what would Captain Olivia Benson say to our junior detective here? Would you like to be on my squad? <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa, tell me, what are you going to watch on TV tonight? 
Come on, order. Yay. Excellent. That was a fantastic story. Hopefully, I got something better to end on. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got the perfect story. All right. This one is an update on the story we did, uh, what, three or four weeks ago. In South Carolina, there was a school bus hijacking by a soldier. This is the school bus driver. I think we're also going to see footage from inside the school bus. Fuck. Hold on, hold on. I can find the volume on it. Okay, there we go. There's the full screen. There's the volume. Here we go. He kept his cool during an armed hijacking, helping all 18 children on board. This is the first time I'm seeing this footage. With Kenneth Corbin. There he is. Going to speak to him live in just a moment. Motherfucker had an assault rival right in his face. Damn. This was the heart-stopping moment an Army trainee used a rifle to hijack a South Carolina school bus with 18 children inside earlier this month. Bus driver Kenneth Corbin keeping his cool and the children safe for six painstaking minutes. Ten-year-old wow. Keandre James was one of the students on board. The gunman eventually letting Corbin and the children get out to safety. Police identifying the gunman as 23-year-old Jovan Colazzo. This morning, he remains in custody, facing two dozen charges, including 19 counts of kidnapping. A veteran school bus driver, Corbin, had recently completed annual training about what to do if a bus is taken hostage. You can see wow. Here. How calm he was, how controlled he was, and how his training. I, I, um, I think law enforcement like recommends that you always go along with like somebody who is hijacking you, kidnapping you, something like that. Not try like don't try to fight back. Because like if they're if they're keeping you alive, they have some sort of motive. Good use. State officials honoring Corbin Friday for being a hero under extreme pressure. For Good Morning America, Janae Norman, ABC News, New York. Our thanks to Janae and joining us now. We're going to get a hear from him. Corbin. Good morning, Mr. Corbin. Thank uh, he, you so this much is a motherfucking hero. And you heard Janae just referred. Good morning. To, good morning to you, sir. Janae just referred to you as a hero. Others have said that about you as well, but you say well, not. Goddamn right, he's a hero to the students on board. Why do you feel that way? Oh. Well, actually, when, when at the very end, the kids were the one that actually got the uh, gentleman off of the bus. Um, and they pretty much had my back as much as uh, my concern were with them. And, and at the end, when they start questioning him, uh, it, it seemed to have frustrated them because his main objective were to get to the next town. Mm. But in the end, I think we only rode about four miles and he just got frustrated with the questions and just told me to stop the bus and just get off. All y'all get off. And that, that was about it. So it, it was the interaction. The kids were so annoying. The students that was frustrating him. Oh, uh, well, yes. Uh, as we were traveling, I guess he realized there were several students you know, at the rear of the bus and kind of scattered throughout the bus. And he decided to move all the students up front. So he got guests to keep them, keep us all in close proximity. And when he did that, 
uh, especially in some of my kindergartens, they start asking mm. them questions as to uh, asking what, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? And he answered, uh, <laughs> well, it seemed like he hesitantly answered, but he said, yes, I'm a soldier. And then they wanted to know why. They asked him, why, why are you doing this? And wow. he never did have an answer for that one. Then they asked, well, well, was he gonna hurt them? He said, no. And then they asked, well, they gonna hurt our bus driver? And he said, no, all I'm gonna do is take y'all and just put you off the bus. And from that point, it seemed like he sensed more questions coming and it seemed like, I guess something clicked <laughs> on his mind and said, enough, enough already. And he just told me, fuck these kids. Y'all stop the bus right here and just get off. Or I'm, I don't and know. That was pretty much, uh, the point. I, I'm. Just well, I mean, I like. Scared. I'm assuming he snapped while he was like in basic training or something, right? I don't like. I don't remember what the fucking story was. I because I, I don't think I don't think he was an actual soldier yet. I think he was in, in boot camp or some shit. And when I get fucking snapped him. Bring your a, a, account like that. What He's was like, going you can't take these kids when all this was happening. Well, when when it first happened, I realized that, you know, he had a weapon when he presented the weapon uh, pretty much after I told him. Well, when he was coming up the steps, I, you know, the, our first thing to tell an adult was kind of point out, push our hands out and tell them that, you know, they're not allowed on the bus. And, and I had to tell him that twice. And when I told him that twice, that's when he presented his weapon and told me to, to close the door and move and drive and drive. And, and... From that point on, it's just a matter of just staying calm and following his uh, instructions and thinking about the kids because I didn't want to do anything that would, you know, that would rile him to, to cause him to do something that, you know, would bring harm to my kids. Yes, sir. And his Aww. main objective was to get to the next town. He asked me how far was the next town and just pretty much told him 15 to 20 miles and seemed like about every... 500 feet or less he wanted to know how far to go how much further and this oh so it was a dude that was saying are we there yet are we there yet um, a traffic light and he asked me to speed up or told me to speed up and don't let the red light catch me and we got through that light and and that's what he moved shortly after that he moved the kids up front and then he wanted to know again how far and all I could say was 15 to 20 miles because we we hadn't really gone that far. And then he wanted to know where the next town was. And so I told him, uh, we were gonna have to go to Kershaw County. And we was headed that way, uh, Highway 12 in Columbia. And, but I said, sure. I hope those kids didn't have to go to school that day. And in the end, I don't, we may have gone four miles mm. before we got off the bus, yes. Well, I'm glad that everybody was safe and sound. And before we go, uh... Oh yeah. So, uplifting story, and then to end tonight, I don't know, this one might be a little creepy depending on how you look at it, but you know my love of cats. Stop cats stare at their owner through a fitted glass ceiling all day long, and like, they're kind of freaky. I don't know if I like it. Like, it's, it's weird. 
My friend modified his addict of his shop to accommodate his cats. Now he is under constant observation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I can do it. See, look at that dude. He looks judgmental. Can you imagine? Like I'm laying on the couch, like jacking off or something. And the cat's looking down at me, judging me. I couldn't do it. That's his security guards, apparently. They mean business. This is what happens when they don't get their food on time. Try to take over the world. Oh my god, see, look, and they're all squished and shit. Look at a cat, like, it looks weird with its feet squished and its belly, like, squished like that. Oh shit, here's Smokey. Wanna come over and see the cats? I I actually think we have some uh, some video. It probably has some music under it. Uh, some music. We won't watch the video of the cats. <laughs> They're adorable. I mean, they like being up high and they like looking down on shit, so... I'm sure the cats are into it. The cats really enjoy the the glass bottom boat rods they're taking right here. Only only the wrestling podcast fans will get that one. See, look at how like smushed he is. It's weird looking to me. I couldn't take it. But it's cute as shit. Hey, this one's like sucking its titty right now. Bogey, what what you got going on? All right, I've uh, I don't think I've ever dumped you guys in non-compete, but that's going just because we're gonna we're gonna see what they're all about. See what they're all about. So if you were on Twitter, oh shit. Sending you guys over to non-compete. Go ahead. Light one up. Tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We will see you tomorrow night. No, it's the fucking weekend. We'll see you Monday night on the Troll Patrol. Live.